continue our daily Bible reading on this Monday, the 25th of October, as we're in Genesis chapter 37. Now, for the last time in Genesis, the 10th time in Genesis, we're going to read, we're going to see this word generations as God continues to unfold uh, his, in his history, uh, his plan uh, that he's going to work out here, the story of the plan of salvation that eventually is going to end up uh, coming about through Jesus. If you remember back in chapter 2, uh, this started as we read in chapter 2, verse 4. These are the generations, again, starting with Adam. And, and again, just tells us about God knowing his plan, working his plan, making it come come about. God's not bound by time like we are. Uh, we can't see the future. God knows the future. He's always present. Uh, and he unfolds it before us to let us know again that, that God's actively involved in our history and in our lives too. When Jesus says, Lo, I'm with you always, it doesn't just mean, you know, he's waving to us nice from heaven. No, he truly walks with us as, as David, you know, wrote in Psalm 23. Uh, yea, though I walked to the valley, Valley of the shadow of death. He leads me to green pastures. He restores my soul. All of that is, is so true about God walking with us. And we see that account here. You notice that uh, in the chapter before, in chapter 36, we read about the generations of Esau. So that was the ninth of the generations that Genesis told us about. And Esau goes to live, it says, in the hill country, uh, in the land now uh, that would be called land of Edom. Uh, that's in chapter 36, verse 8. And now we read about in chapter 37, verse 1. Here's now the, the, the line of Jacob. And Jacob goes and lives in the land of Canaan. And notice verse 1 says, his the land his father sojourned in. So if you remember back to Abram, when God calls Abram, um, he calls him to go to Canaan. And now that that's fulfilled too, that his, his family, uh, and now his family, Abram's family, has increased tremendously. Um, he's got uh, his, two, uh, his two grandsons, Esau and Jacob, had multiple families, many, many descendants. Uh, and so that promise that God gave to Abram when he told to Abram before he and Sarah had a child, and, and they're saying, how God can this happen? How can it be possible? And God says, you know, look out at the stars or look at the sand on the, on the shore. That's how great your descendants are going to be, then how numerous your descendants are going to be. And here it comes true. I think it's important to, to make that note because you and I, we're reading back into this. We know all of this history has already happened. But remember for, for Abraham and Isaac and now for Jacob and Esau, um, they, they're living it. So they don't know uh, about that yet. Uh, and yet you and I can read back on it. And remember how he told you that uh, in, in the Old Testament way of thinking, uh, the past is really before us. It's before us to help to guide us, to give hope for the future, which is really behind us because we can't see it yet. Um, that is, God has been with his people in the past. He's going to continue to be with us right now. So back to chapter 37 then. Uh, here we get into this whole family dynamics again and, and how uh, it happens that when someone shows a favorite, when mom or dad shows a favorite, remember this happened with Isaac and Rebecca. They each had their favorite, uh, Jacob and Esau. Uh, it caused problems there. It caused tension there. But unfortunately, Jacob's going to do the same thing. You know, the apple doesn't fall very far from that tree. And Jacob, uh, it says in verse 3, it says he loved Joseph more than the, his other 
their 11 sons. Now, Joseph was a child that was born to him uh, in, in uh, Jacob's later years of his life, Israel's later years of his life. He's the, the last or the second to the last of the sons, the 11th of the sons to be born. Benjamin is younger. We're going to hear about him in just a little bit too. Um, but it says he loved them more than any other. And so he gave them this special coat, that robe of many colors. Now, that's kind of infamous. You've read about that in Sunday school, but now you're going to hear a little more of the story uh, and the problems that that caused, because it says, verse 4, that his brothers, of course, hated him for that, and you can understand that. Um, so here's these sinful families, um, but yet God still continues to work through them. So verse 5 says that Jacob, Joseph had a dream. Now, dreams are pretty common uh, in Old Testament times, and for God to talk with his people, I'm looking in my study Bible on page 74, and they list some of the dreams. Remember, Jacob had dreams. He had the, the dream um, at Bethel when he uh, when he sees the, the, the stairway going up and down to heaven. He had the dream also about the, the flocks of his uh, father-in-law Laban and, and how he was going to work it so he could get those flocks. And, and so Joseph is going to have dreams as well. Now, remember, back then, um, you and I don't, don't tend to have those dreams uh, very often today because we've got Scripture. We've got God speaking to us through His Word. We've actually got the actual words of God because we've got the words of Jesus. Think of your, your gospel. If you get a, a, a more expensive Bible, you've got red letter edition uh, in your in your gospel readings. That's God speaking to us right there. So we don't need Him to speak to us in dreams if you ever wonder why, why that doesn't happen so often. But He does there. And of course, these dreams are God showing to Joseph what He's going to do for Him him, um, despite what's going to happen to him through his brothers. So they were intended for Joseph's sake, just to give him hope. And you can imagine Joseph being, um, you know, in, in prison, uh, being enslaved while he's in Egypt, um, just remembering, and these were kind of those things that came, continue to give him hope, just as God's promises to us as we go through this journey of our life, which oftentimes isn't easy. We're going through difficult times right now. We've each got our personal struggles right now uh, to remind us of, of the fact that, hey, we know, we know how this story ends. We know the end of this book. We've already read it. God's already told us about it. We know what's going to happen to us. I will dwell on the house of the Lord forever. Got a couple of funerals that I'm going to be doing this week, and, and um, we can talk at that funeral about that person's life. Uh, we can mourn that person's death, but we can speak beyond that too. We can talk about their future and know where they're at. I'm but a stranger here. Heaven is my home is, is one of the songs uh, that we oftentimes sing. Um, so we read about that, and of course, Joseph's brothers are upset. They finally get so upset that they decide they're going to sell him into, into slavery. Um, notice it's the brother Reuben, it's the oldest son, uh, who says, well, let's don't kill him. Let's just throw him in the pit. Um, he's trying to protect him uh, in a way, but mostly protect himself because he knows he's oldest son. And when they get home, you know who's going to have to pay for it, right? All of you who are oldest sons, uh, oldest children in your family, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, but while he's away then, um, they end up selling him into slavery. It's kind of interesting that it's, it's Judah, if you look in verse 26, of all the brothers, uh, and I'll bring that up again later, who says, rather than kill him, let's send him in, um, let's sell him into slavery. Of course, Reuben comes back, verse 29, hears about it, and now he's got he's got to cover himself. They need to make up a story. So again, the, these are how lies get going, is that you tell one lie, you're going to have to tell many others, you're going to have to cover yourself, 
and uh, and that we're going to see that happening down the line. But they come back and they tell their father, uh, Jacob, and of course Jacob mourns because this is his favorite son. And uh, but we find out uh, the next chapter in the story in verse thirty-six uh, that the Midianites, uh, who happen to be um, uh, Ishmaelites. Uh, which come from Ishmael. Remember Ishmael, the son that's born to Abraham and Sarah by Sarah's uh, uh, concubine. Um, so that, that in, interesting interweaving of that story there. Uh, but we read about Joseph being sold and he becomes uh, uh, the property of Potiphar, a high official of Pharaoh, uh, the captain of his guard. And of course that story is going to continue on uh, as we read uh, in, in Genesis. Um, so God bless you as you read, stay in that word. Um, uh, the good thing about this is you're going to chance to read a little bit of the rest of the story. Uh, you'll learn the, the more simple story in Sunday school, and now you're actually going to read all the details. So make sure you go back over it, um, check out those details, uh, continue to grow uh, in this incredible story, how God is working it out for our good um, as he brings his Messiah into the world. God bless you as you read.